Hello, welcome to Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast of your favorite team in the Bay Area. On today's episode, I open the mailbag and answer your questions, what you want to know about the Sharks, and a lot of stuff about the CUDA. So um, yeah, we'll talk, be talking about the CUDA, we'll be talking about the Sharks, we'll be talking about expectations for the Sharks, and some other fun, silly stuff in there. So all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Sharks. Your Locked On Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, J.D. Young, contributor at Fear the Fan and San Jose Hockey Now. I want to thank you guys, of course, for making us your first listen. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. Of course, you can subscribe on YouTube. And I want to thank you guys, of course, for you know just continuing to follow along in the summer that is right now. Uh, we have a couple more weeks of being three days. And then uh, I think September 19th, right before the week before the preseason starts, we're going to be back to five episodes a week. So we can fully live out the your team every day here in a couple weeks but wanted to open the mailbag it's been a little while since i've done one and of course you guys responded um with, with plenty of great questions there was actually too many questions i had to cut some out which has rarely happened in, in the locked on sharks uh you know history so kudos to you guys a bunch of amazing questions um of several timo meyer ones so i'm just going to save those for next week where I'm going to be doing a Timo Meyer kind of episode, kind of looking ahead to this season and the kind of all the questions and stuff surrounding Timo Meyer. So Timo Meyer questions, sorry, if you ask one there, we're going to be doing a whole Timo Meyer episode uh, probably Monday next week. So, but let's get into the mailbag. So kind of the first section is mostly uh, kind of CUDA slash younger players. Um, so let's start with those. Uh, Leonard Reyes on YouTube asks, Will Tech CU Arena opening, do you think younger players will be kept in AHL no matter how well they're playing so Sharks can tank one more season for the uh, 23 draft? Yes and no. Yes, I think they're going to the, – the CUDA, the, the Sharks management has been wanting to make the CUDA fun again. Fifth, losing 15 games in a row last year really left a sour taste in their mouth. And with all the changes in the organization, you know, the CUDA also saw a lot of changes in, you know, having this 2020 draft class coming with this brand new building, like all this stuff is kind of working together to make sure that the, this season, you know, they want to kind of rebuild this AHL program and rebuild their development. And I wouldn't be surprised if guys are down there a little bit longer than maybe expected, you know, if a guy's playing well for a couple of weeks and, you know, they're not calling them up that, that might be why, cause they want to, you know, one, there's just a lot more bodies that they have to kind of climb, you know, a lot more people that have NHL contracts that they have to try to jump over. And two, I think they really want to kind of make the Barracuda a winning organization again. So Yes, I, I think they're going to see guys, unless they're like absolutely burning down the AHL and you have to call them up type of situation. But I think you're going to, they want to kind of slow play some of these guys. So that way, when they're ready for the NHL, they're actually ready for the NHL. So 
yes, I think you're going to see guys marinate a lot longer. Uh, this is kind of two people kind of ask the same question. So uh, Jack Olson and Jason B basically asked which guys in juniors or which call-ups do you think we're going to see this year? So um, from the CUDA. So I think guys on the CUDA right now who I think will probably play, uh, I'm going to go Bordolo, who I, I think is going to start the season on the, on the CUDA. Uh, Bordolo is the easy one. I think Brandon Coe will probably get a couple games in too, uh, especially because he's already played in AHL season a couple years ago. I know this is technical, will technically be his like rookie season, but I think Coe, I think Coe's going to hit the ground running in the AHL and he's going to, he'll be, I think he'll be playing games for the Sharks. Um, I could see Ozzy as well too, just because of his style of game with that, you know, tenacious forecheck, just speed, let's go, let's go type of, of play where, you know, I think the coaches, if he, if he has a good CUDA season, I think he'll get rewarded as well. Um, and then those are kind of, you know, some of the, the junior guys. Um, Gushin, maybe, but I think Gushin, they want to kind of simmer and stuff. You know, like Weatherby I'm not, and Raska, I'm not going to include those guys because they've already played uh, NHL games. I know Raska's only played a handful. Um, on the defensive side, kind of the same thing. Like Hadika's played a couple. Kanijov's played a couple. Uh, I, I I think Nick Chichek will probably play in the NHL this year as well. So, and then with the goalies, Aaron Dell, if, if you know, something happens to um, James Reimer or Kapokakin, and I think Aaron Dell's the next guy up. So, yeah, those are all the guys that I think in the Barracuda that could play um, in the in the NHL this year. So, um, next on the old mail bag, Douglas Douglas on Instagram. Another Barracuda type question. What do we know of this Max Verano character? I've watched some of his SHL highlights, and he seems decent. Double question mark. Where do you see him factoring in the lineup? Um, so Max Verano, he was a Ottawa draft pick way back in the day. Played 30, 40 games total in the NHL. Didn't really stick. Was kind of an AHL guy as well. Uh, where, you know, decent career in the AHL. Um, you know, nothing like major, you know, I think he had, he had like, oh, sorry, he had, sorry, 16 NHL games and about 30 to 40 AHL games, my bad. Didn't really do much, but then went to the SHL uh, 2021, 2020-2021 season. Played decently, had had 12 goals, 18 points in 25 games. But the last year really blew up, had 34 goals, 60 assists in 51 games. It was actually the MVP in the SHL last year. So goal scorer, you know, he's going to add some punch to the Barracuda. I think, you know, kind of one of those flyer guys that we've seen the Sharks do before, you know, with your – your Don Scoy type guys, where you take a flyer on these European guys, see if they can work out for you. So would I be surprised if he plays on the Sharks at some point this year? Probably not. Uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised because I think, you know, he's a he's a grown man who, who's been playing in SHL and, and stuff. And I think he's going to add some more competition to the, um, to the Barracuda. He's going to add some scoring punch. He's going to add some veteran leadership as a guy who's played, you know, all across the world. And it's just kind of another one of those kind of stepping stones for these younger guys where, you know, you have to kind of work your way up and, you know, like Max Verano, he's going to be one of those guys where your Tristan Robbins and your Aussies and your Brandon Coes are going to have to kind of pass him to kind of work your way up to becoming an NHL uh, caliber player. So, you know, he doesn't, you know, he's, he's on a 
two-way deal where he can kind of bounce. He's, he's waivers exempt, sorry, where he can bounce back and forth between the Sharks. Um, just some more added depth. And again, I think it's just an, another guy for the Kudo where they wanted to add some quality players to their young core of, of guys. So, yeah. Uh, let's get one more in this quick. Uh, Finn Lowenberg on Twitter asks, how good will Akuda be this year? And how do you think the Sharks will bury prospects down there? So kind of as before. So I think the Akuda is going to be way more fun to watch at least. Um, I don't know how good they're going to be. You know, I don't think they're going to be like, you know, trying. You know, I think they're going to be like trying to win the championship or anything. But they're not going to be the worst team in the Pacific, I don't think, anymore. They just have too much quality players now. And I think just the much better goaltending Sorry, other guys who used to play for the Sharks, but I think Strassman, I think he's going to he's going to be in the NHL within the next year or so. And then Makanemi, I, I think I really I think he's well on his way. And I think, like I said, there's just better quality on the Cuda this year. So I think they're going to be, you know, I know the the playoffs are much more expanded than the AHL, but I can see them having a, a pretty decent seed and, and you know maybe winning around in the playoffs, but. We'll get there. Uh, we're going to do a nice CUDA preview here in a couple of weeks. So, yeah, make sure you guys stick around for that. But before we continue, we do need to talk about our friends over at Bet Online. You guys know Bet Online is the number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports information this year. Football season is here and it is glorious. Final latest football league developments, game matchups. Uh, news podcasts, including this year's opening week's games. BetOnline's also got you covered for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, which is super fun. Uh, especially if, like, you know, a team takes the lead, you think the other team's going to come back. Betting the other team to come back win, it's it's always it's really fun. Esports and scores, uh, the fastest and easiest way to check in all your favorite sports and events, including MLB. Uh, you got, you know, playoff baseball is coming up really soon. MMA, boxing, golf. So head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. All right. Next question on here. Uh, Kellen underscore Melon on IG asks, what is a realistic season for the Sharks? He says that they tank halfway through the season. And that's kind of mine too, where I think they're going to give it the old college try to start the season. You know, they've Mike Greer, he's brought in a lot of NHL caliber players this year. My big thing, I've, I've said this before, is I just don't think they have a lot of upside, right? Like which guys are you like, that guy's due for a breakout season. Yeah. Maybe Oscar Lindblom returns to pre-cancer form and is a potential 25-goal scorer. Maybe. And even on the Sharks, Eklund, Bordelow, young guy, it's going to be full rookie seasons. Maybe LeBanc returns to form, but none of the, the guys are you like, oh, yeah, this guy's ready to make a step from here to here type of player, right? They're all You kind of just know who everybody is on the Sharks. Maybe Capo Kakinen is like, okay, I'm a, you know, kind of an NHL goalie to like, I'm a starting caliber NHL goalie. Ryan Merkley, okay, I'm an everyday NHL player to a, you know, kind of tweener AHL NHL guy. None of those guys are like, 
big, I'm going to make a jump. So that's my thing is they may have better NHL quality, but I just think the ceiling is super capped on this team. So best case scenario is they're maybe in the wild card race, like halfway through the season, but I just think it's going to be another long season and they're going to kind of realize that halfway through the season. And, you know, Mike Greer, I think he wanted to try to try this season to get this team kind of back, but I think he's going to realize that this team is ready for the teardown that we've been hoping for, for the last couple of seasons. So that kind of leads into the next question uh, from uh, Jake Ewing 11 on Instagram asks, uh, who do you think will be traded at the deadline? If they're not playoff bound and who do you think will require if they are a playoff bound? If they are a playoff bound, they shouldn't trade for anybody because like, yeah, they get in the playoffs and anything happened, but I just, if they get in the playoffs, they're going to get in by the skin of their teeth. And then they're probably going to, have to play like Colorado or Edmonton or like that in the first round and just get shellacked maybe they win a game so don't waste your no just don't don't waste your assets trying to acquire anybody but players who could be so basically anybody who's on the last year of your deal so those guys include timo meyer who we will talk about more next week uh, nick bonino you can you know i know he has a modified uh he has a five team no trade list but you can send his $2 million salary. If you eat half of it, you can send him to a contender for a million. He can play, you know, if he's a third line winger on your contending team, you can play center in a pinch. There you go. Noah Gregor under a million dollars. I know he's an RFA next year, but like Noah Gregor go burn and everything, but Noah Gregor is going to be looking over his shoulder here soon. When you have guys like, Ozzy Weisblatt and Brandon Coe and Tristan Robbins and these Cuda guys who are going to be playing kind of third line minutes. Yeah. Uh, Matt Nieto, you know, everybody loves a nice uh, PK specialist in the playoffs. Um, we can chip in a little bit of scoring here and there. Um, yeah. Those guys. I mean, Scott Reedy, Jeffrey Veal, John Gadovich. Uh, I would keep Reedy, the other two guys. I don't think they would be traded, but if somebody wants them, please have, you're more than happy. Um, uh, Marcus Nudevara, he's also on a one year deal. So if he has a nice season, you know, maybe you could flip him for, for a pick type of thing. And then James Reimer, again, if, if a goal, if a team is looking for some insurance for their goaltending, James Reimer, uh, again, I know he has a five-team no-trade list, but James Reimer, go help a team win a cup, uh, and we'll take a pick back. Same thing. So um, those are the guys um, that I, I would be. And then Kevin LeBanc, even though he has a year left, maybe he kind of recoups some of his value. You eat his contract for this year and next year, um, and then you maybe get a nice little pick out of that type of thing. So uh, those are a couple guys right there. I mean, yeah, if the yeah, all those guys you can you can be traded. So um locked on senders on Instagram. Shout out to those guys. Who is the shark's biggest fantasy sleeper? Um, I don't play fantasy hockey, uh, unfortunately. I am it's it's too much work. I do I play a lot of fantasy football. I think I'm in like four or five leagues um in fantasy football, and that takes up a lot of my time. So I don't have a lot of time to begin with, but um, 
I mean, I, I you you would assume it's probably gonna be like Hurdle Couture Meyer or, or draftable guys. Um, you know, Eric Carlson, uh, maybe Capo Kakinen if you know if you wanted like a, a cheap goal because you're not gonna have to pay you know kind of pay much for him. And I think he's or you know you're not gonna have to like spend a high draft pick for for him. But yeah, I uh, maybe Lindblom if. if you can kind of if he can kind of revert to form so yeah it's again i don't really play much fantasy um fantasy hockey just because it's too much work sorry guys um all right and then uh one more question before we take a break uh jacob forrester who runs the locked on columbus blue jackets on twitter asks um who do you think is going to have the biggest improvement over last season and this is a pretty good question because uh, I'm going to go, this might be kind of a surprise. I'm going to go Ryan Merkley or I think Ryan Merkley is going to become an everyday NHL player instead of being this kind of fringe guy. And you know, that, that right side is pretty wide open after Eric Carlson, right? So, you know, you have Mer- Eric Carlson, you have Matt ben, uh, Benning, who's probably more slotted for a third line role. And Marcus Navarro, who can play left or right, but they don't really have that. That's pretty much it. And, you know, Vlasic's played right a little bit too, but those are your guys. So I think Ryan Merkley, we're going to see him kind of be a, a more consistent everyday NHL player. I don't think he's going to play all 82 games, but if, if he's played 60 out of the possible 82 games, you know, and he's stringing together consistent shifts and consistent games, I think that that's a huge improvement over what we saw last year where it was just like flash in the pan. Oh, he looks really great. Oh God, what are you doing? Ryan Merkley. And then we don't see him for, you know, the, the rest of the game type of thing. So I expect Ryan Merkley, especially this, you know, last year of his ELC, I expect him to kind of show why he should be an everyday NHL player. So I think he's going to be the most improved player. Um, when we go look back at the end of this season. So um, before we continue, um, I do want to thank you guys for making Locked on Sharks your first listen every day. And now for your second listen, go check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022. It's an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team of experts of Locked on Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked on Bets, all combined into one Ultimate NFL Preview. Uh, so search for Ultimate Pro football preview on the IC app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. All right, next question. Uh, at Michael Molasses on Twitter asks, uh, what would be the biggest surprise for the Sharks in this upcoming season? I think if there were like a, a actual playoff team would be the biggest surprise to me. Um you know, I, I there because there's just so many factors that have to go right for them to become a playoff caliber team. You need Eric Carlson to become Norris caliber type of Eric Carlson again. Capo Kakinen needs to make a, a claim as a legitimate, you know, first, you know, goalie kind of legitimate NHL goalie, not just a legitimate, but like that starter. I can play 55 games a year and be, you know, one of the top 15 goalies in the NHL. William Eklund and Bordalo both need to have Calder 
caliber seasons, you know, if they're, we'll, we'll do kind of more what their, their seasons will probably look like here soon. But if they're in the 40 to 50 point range and like from both of them, Logan Couture, you know, he's back in the 60, 70 points. Hurdle is over a point per game. Timo Meyer maybe is 40 with 90 points. If all those things go right and then all your, your signings, if they're, you know, more than adequate, if all those things happen, you're probably pushing for a playoff spot there. But that's just so much stuff that has to go right for the Sharks. And that doesn't include like injury luck or, you know, just bad things happening type of stuff. So um, that would be my yeah biggest surprise. So kind of biggest realistic surprise, um, I think, would be Noah Gregor um, kind of establishing himself more. So he played, despite not scoring last year, Noah Gregor, Gobert, et cetera, et cetera. But he does all the little things, right? And coaches love that stuff. So he also shot at 6% last year, which is not just going to have, like, he's due for some puck luck. So if he shoots closer to, like, 10, 12%, maybe you have that regression back towards the mean. So instead of scoring eight goals, then what if he's at, like, 15 or 20, you know, pushing to 20 type of goals with, with better puck luck this year? So... That's a that's a realistic surprise. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but that's something where I'd be like, okay, yeah, that makes sense just because of of what happened to him last year. So, uh, and at Andrew America on Twitter has two questions. Hasso has a tendency to be hands off as an owner. How much longer does this make his, uh, Greer slash Quinn's leash? Those guys they just got hired. They're not going anywhere for a while. I mean, I I would expect. Well, if here's my my plan of what I think is going to happen. They're going to try to win this year. They're going to realize they can't win this year. And then they're going to go to Hasso and be like, we have to try to tear this thing down, especially in this 2022 or 2023 draft where there is franchise caliber prospects, like franchise altering caliber prospects. We need to tear this thing down and then try to rebuild it. So that's, and then you'd probably get, you know, David Quinn's going to get a shorter leash just because that's the nature of coaches. You know, you probably get two or three years out of Quinn type of thing. And then Greer's probably going to get a little bit longer leash, especially if they, they go to Hasso and they're like, okay, we're going to, we need to really try this down. And he actually agrees to it. So, um, and if they have a, a sound plan of doing that, I think, you know, you know, Hasso is a very patient guy. Like we, you know, how long he had Doug Wilson and stuff. And, you know, he, he let Doug Wilson try to, kind of write the ship but i think he'll be he's very patient um and i think he, he's going to try to give these guys a leash as long as they have a sound plan type of thing so um andrew also asked what's your favorite beverage to uh enjoy while watching a game usually i gotta record right after so i'm a coke guy you know i gotta gotta get the caffeine in because i'm gonna be up usually pretty late my on a normal game night you know the the sharks finish at like 10 or 10 30 I record the episode, get it up and stuff. I'm usually not going like if I'm lucky, I'm like lying in bed about 1230 type of thing. starting to try to get to sleep. So um, and then I got to get up early the next day and work at my normal job. So um, caffeine during the season, it's like two or three coffees a day, multiple sodas. The Yes. Anyway, it's bad for me. I know it's I'm really it's it's sad, but sacrifices, et cetera, et cetera. So 
got to put keep pushing out the content. All right. Uh, Trio Pursuits on Twitter asks, how do you think Kevin LeBanc will respond in this game with new coach system? Is it tailored to a skill or will he struggle as he did under uh, Bob Bugner? So Kevin LeBanc is an interesting Dakota. Kevin LeBanc is an interesting case because he, um, if you ask the analytic nerds, he's better than his, you know, like his scoring totals and stuff. But if you watch the game, it's like, you know, he, he was healthy scratch before he got hurt last year. And he's definitely has not proved himself worth that almost $5 million contract. And he's got two years left on his deal. You know, he's hopefully he's healthy. He, you know, they, they didn't bring him back last year because apparently he had a setback or whatever it was. They didn't want to bring him back. So at, at the end of the season, I think he's going to get a clean slate. You know, he can score at, at times, but you know, he can definitely be help out on the power play type of situation, but I'm, I still, I don't know what, what to do with him. I'm maybe, I, I still think he's a middle six type of guy, but I just, I don't know if he's ever going to be that 60 point guy that they want him to be, or even if he's going to be like a 40 point guy, you know, and they've given him a bunch of opportunities, but they haven't. I think he's best suited as like a third line guy, but you shouldn't be paying a third line guy like $5 million a year. So um, I think they're going to try to ride it out with him and then we'll, we'll kind of figure out what to do next off season where, you know, he's got one year on his cap and you can kind of maybe figure out what to do after that with, during that season. So, and then last question from several, can I be your co-host? Yes, you guys are all my new co-hosts. That's why I did the mailbag. Congratulations to all of you guys for becoming the new co-hosts. So, congrats. <laughs> um, all right, that's going to do it for today's episode. Um, we'll be back on Thursday, Friday for our uh, Get to Know the Enemy LA Kings. So, a conversation I had a couple weeks ago. Uh, with Eddie over at L Locked on Kings. Um, Dakota, not a fan of it, apparently. Um, so make sure you guys keep us, uh, you know, uh, make sure you guys are following along on our social media so you know when that comes out. Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram um, at Locked on Sharks. You can, of course, subscribe wherever you get podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Odyssey, all those places. Yeah, wherever you listen. You can also subscribe on YouTube. Um, so make sure, especially we got new uh you know we got the new season coming up make sure you guys want to you know it's gonna be starting our kind of previews and digging into uh we got rookie camp coming up we got training camp coming up it's all coming really fast guys i can't believe the off season's already almost done so um so yeah make sure you guys subscribe in there you can follow me on twitter at my fry hole and yeah that's it bye friends <laughs>